Welcome to 80... <laughs> There's our intro. Yeah. Welcome to Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on whatever topic the guys choose. Their goal is to entertain and inform you on a variety of themes. This podcast is an expression of their lifelong love and commitment to music. Simply stated, music is life. This show may include adult themes and language. Once again, welcome to Musically Challenged. Here are your hosts, Chad and Lou. Welcome to episode 89 of Musically Challenge, your heap and helping of music, trivia, and pretty much whatever else we want to talk about this week. I'm your host, Lou Schwalbach, and along with me is, as always, Chad Knight. How's it going, sir? Pretty good. So this week we're going to go with songs that are fitting into a common theme, and that is workout songs. So anybody who knows us knows that we're not really workout fiends. What? Don't get me wrong, we know where the gym is, we just do really well at resisting the pull that it has on both of us. Uh-huh. So, with that being said, either when it either when either one of us does go to the gym, it always helps to have good music to jog, lift, elliptical, whatever you do to make the time go by and the activity go by well. Yeah, I would agree. Doing it in silence or the whir of the machines or the grunts of other gym goers just doesn't work. So, I have to ask you though, what do you consider criteria for a good workout song? Usually, not always, but usually upbeat. Okay. Words don't really matter. It's just got to be it's got to be high energy. Okay. That's really that or when I when I was in high school and I lifted a lot more than I do now. I used to do a lot of I don't know, my fat ass lifts a, my legs lift a lot of my fat ass every day, so. <laughs> well, but you know, it, it was one of those things I listened to a lot of Henry Rollins spoken stuff. Okay. And for some reason, that was great for when I was lifting. Huh. Now if I was on a treadmill, it was more like Black Flag. Henry okay. Rollins Black okay, Flag. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. But, yeah, I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's it's got to have an intensity to it. It's got to be high energy usually, but not always. Okay. So for me, when I work out, I want something that has a good thump and beat. It moves along quickly and can be played loud. I mean, the loud part's a big one. To be fair, that could be pretty much any song. But for the selections that are here, for one reason or another, we've chosen to represent our individual gym time. We won't be talking about songs that also talking about working out, but rather songs that we would personally use to work out too. We'll be all across the board. There's going to be no artist or genre restrictions. Um, like always, there's tons of different options, which was, I'm sure, difficult to pare down, meaning that there could very well be a volume two in the future. So it's time to put on your workout clothes, grab your towel, get your favorite rehydrating liquid. Powerade is way better than Gatorade, in my opinion. I agree 100%. And set the speed to ludicrous while we get the show started. Oh my God, we're going plaid? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm not working out, so that's a good thing. I'm feeling that we'll be working out soon, though. I'm thinking so as well. Maybe some 12-ounce curls? Absolutely. Oh, they are 12-ounce. Oh, Yay! Yay! Because, <laughs> you know, there's some places that actually do like 11, 10.5-ounce. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I'm excited. Brewers are in the playoffs. I was pumped when I when because I, I was at work when they did their... their um, their, their tiebreaker their, game. Their tiebreaker game. And I saw it come up on my phone, and there is one lady that's on our team that's a huge Cubs fan, and I resisted the urge to rub it in her face. Well, you know, it was kind of funny because I started listening in the second inning because I was in Chicago. Oh, oh, shit. So I turned on the Chicago Cubs station coming out of Chicago, 
Was it GN? No, it's like 960 Sports or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I was I was listening to it, and I'm like listening to this whole thing, and, the, and they are so lopsided to the Cubs, which I'm sure the Brewers are the same way when, you know, when well, you yeah. listen to them. But it was just so bad, and I was having such a hard time. And I didn't pick up a Brewer station until Madison. So it was – I got to listen to the last inning and a half with the Brewers guys. So it was it was a fun game to listen to though. I would have much rather have watched it, but it was a well, fun yeah. game to listen to. Okay. So now I do have to say that I think that our different genres are going to be we're going to be seeing eye to eye on a few of these, but mm-hmm. we're definitely not going to be seeing eye to eye on a few of them. I would agree because I know that there's a couple that you had that I'm questioning, and I know that there's at least a couple of mine that you are definitely questioning. Could be. So let's go ahead and get started with getting some liquor in ours. All right, let's do it. 12-ounce curls. All right, so I brought this week, and we did Point Brewery, uh, which is the Stevens Point one. This is Beach Pilot. It has a surfing moose on it with a selfie stick. stick, yep. And GoPro on his head. Yep. So apparently really wants to see what's going on. It's a strawberry wheat ale, which I'll be honest, I got it because it was cheap. Okay. And I like a 12 pack for four bucks, and I'm just like, fuck it, we'll try it. If it's terrible, it was only four bucks. 12 pack for four bucks? Of bottles, no less. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. But, you know. Well, if I like this, I'm going to ask you where you got that. I'm going to go get some. Absolutely. You know, cracking this one open, it smells really good. I know. When we cracked it open, the first thing I smelled was strawberry, and I'm like, that smells like real strawberries. It is. And this snozberries taste like snozberries. Exactly. <laughs> so, ice, it's uh, 12 fluid ounces, typical. Uh, uh, let's see, natural flavor added. It's probably like a 5.0 ounce or something. Yeah, I would say it's point, or 5%, I should say. It's probably somewhere between a 4.2 and a 5.3. Well, let's give it a run. All right. I don't know what to say. Oh, 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 back end. Uh-huh. That is good. I, um, I say, fuck it, let's not do an episode. Let's just drink this beer. Oh, I like that. Wow. That, it, it tastes like bubble, like strawberry bubblicious bubblegum. After you've been chewing on it in a while. Yes. And then it kicks up again. But, okay, and this, it reminds me of that kind of mixed with, like, tricks, like cereal. Because there's, there's like, the weedy the weedy yeah. cereal flavor to it, yeah. but then you've got the artificial strawberry to it. Okay, you're trying way too fucking hard. It's just really good. No, yeah, this is good. Uh, what are you going to say? Uh, up. I'm saying up. This is well worth four bucks, that's for <laughs> sure. We need to, however, put out there that with every beer, we reserve the right at the end. To, to change our opinion. To change our opinion. So who knows? Maybe this will get sour. I doubt it, but possibly. So, all right. So, um, I guess this means it's time for you to do trivia. <laughs> <laughs> now, my question, I have a question for you. You have two questions. No, then. I have one question, but there's two ways to do it. I can read you the question, and you have to come up with the answer. Or I can give you a choice of four. So, Like a multiple choice. Like a multiple choice. Well. How brave are you tonight? You know what? I went five and four earlier, so I'm feeling brave. All right. In 1987, the Beastie Boys had the first rap album to hit number one. What was the name of the album? I'm going to write this down. I think I know, but I'm not sure. Okay. So. All right. So, one more time for everybody listening out there. In 1987, the Beastie Boys had the first rap album to hit number one. What was the name of the album? So, let's go ahead, and now that we've started off with that, uh, are you going to start or am I? I might as well. I mean, last week was a little different, and I started last week, but normally the other guy starts, whoever doesn't yeah. do the intro, so I'll get it started. All right. I'm going to start with Brass Monkey by the Beastie Boys. It was a single released from their first album, Licensed to Ill. 
It is also the Beastie Boys compilation album Solid Gold Hits. It samples Bring It Here by Wild Sugar. The song features the Roland TR-808 drum machine. They made a big point of that. That doesn't mean shit to me. No. But it must be something special. Yeah, I guess. The song is named after an alcoholic drink of the same name, which is mentioned several times throughout the song. So, what is a brass monkey? I was wondering if you looked that up. You might ask, well, here you go. Served in a highball glass, on the rocks, a brass monkey has one part dark rum, one part vodka, and one part orange juice. Sounds disgusting. Uh, well, you're not a rum guy, though? No, I'm not. I think we should try that. We probably can at some point. <laughs> so the Dave Matthews Band covered the song at Jones Beach, New York, in 2013. Yay. Right. It was strung in with Too Much and Ants Marching. Richard Cheese covered the song on his studio album, Aperitif for Destruction, as well as on his live album, Viva La Vodka, as a melody uh, inter interpolated with lyrics from Intergalactic. Okay. Check it out. Sabotage and three MCs and one DJ. So let's get our brass monkey on. Brass monkey. So these songs are all about working out, and Brass Monkey has a beat that is quick and would keep you moving. Now let's be honest, this is not a workout song. It's a boozing song. But the beat would keep you moving if you decided to use this song to work out at too. High energy, and then we move on. What are your thoughts? You know, and I don't so much care for the Beasties as a whole. However, okay. this one is great for working out. The song's got a great beat. It's funny enough to get you chuckling while you're sweating away. I agree. Burp. You don't say. Gesundheit. All right, so where are you going to start? We're going to start with Apache by the Sugar Hill Gang. Okay. So Apache was a single off of their 1981 album, Eighth Wonder. Apache was originally an instrumental that was written by Brit composer Jerry Lorden. It did all right, but it really got big when it was covered by The Shadows, going to number one in the UK, Ireland, New Zealand, and South Africa. Later, the funk group by the name of the Incredible Bongo Band covered it. Okay. I love that band. <laughs> That's an interesting name. Releasing it on their 1973 album, Bongo Rock, and it was there that the Sugar Hill Gang took a sample that we all know and have come to appreciate. In fact, many early hip-hop acts, including LL Cool J, The Roots, and Nas, I think that's N-A-S, that's how you pronounce that, Nas? Yep, I believe so. Um, to name a few, sampled the IBB version of Apache. Uh, Sugar Hill Gang version peaked at number 53 on the Billboard Hot 100, 51 on the U.S. Dance Charts, and hilariously number 13 on the R&B Chart. Really? <laughs> yeah. It got a renewed popularity when it was used in the 1995 episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and again when motivational speaker Judson Lapey did his Evolution of Dance video on YouTube, where after uploading it got more than 70 million views in under eight months. Wow. And yes, a few of those are mine because the video is pretty damn hilarious. Okay. It's a classic hip-hop song with a great beat and inspired a dance, and hey, if you can dance to it, you can work out to it, generally speaking. Working out to the Thriller dance would be creepy as fuck. Just saying, but this you one, it. you could. This one's a great workout song. Let's take a listen so you can hear what I'm talking about, and then we'll hear what Chad has to say. So I liked it. 
probably not a great song for its lyrical content and how on PC it is. Oh yeah, I suppose. But great for the beat if you're going to use it for working out. What can I say? It has a sound that is infectious, and I would work out to this, if I ever really worked out. But I've spent all these years working out to be in the shape I'm in, which is round. round. And round is a fucking shape, okay? That, I mean, that's really all I have to say about it. It's, it's a good song. It's got an infectious beat. Don't listen to the words too much and you'll be fine. Okay. So what is your next one? Up next, I'm going to go with Summer by Kelvin Harris. Released in March 2014 as the second single from his fourth studio album, Motion. Like his earlier single, Feel So Close, and his later single, My Way, Harris returns as a vocalist on Summer. The accompanying music video was directed by Emil Nava and premiered in April 2014. The song debuted at number one on the UK singles chart, becoming Harris's sixth UK number one single. It peaked at number seven on the Billboard 100, becoming his second top ten hit as a lead artist and third overall, and had sold over a million copies in the United States as of July 2014. Summers received nominations for British Single and British Artist Video of the Year at the 2015 Brit Awards. So, let's feel a little a little more summer. When I met you in the summer To my heartbeat sound We fell in love As the leaves turn brown And we could be together, baby As long as skies are blue So this song starts out slow like a warm-up song. Then about 45 seconds in, it picks up the tempo, and you get a good beat to work out to. This would be a good interval song, as its tempo ebbs and flows as the song goes on. I could see you using this as a first song while doing some interval workouts, uh, maybe on a treadmill or on an elliptical, or maybe just working around a track. I don't know, what are your thoughts? Hey, the song's got a decent beat if you can get past the fact that this fucker cannot sing for shit. I'm sorry, but no, I would love an instrumental version of this song because I just I can't handle his voice. And I, I can agree with that. He does not have the best voice in the world. But at the same time, it's about the music. Like I said early on, it's not well, so much about the, the words. The music and the beat, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I have to say about summer. <laughs> okay. All right, so my next one is Confusion by New Order. So Confusion is a non-album single that was released in 1983 by the Brit rock band New Order, who are also known for Blue Monday which I'm sure you know the song. Yeah. Um, it's a dance techno song that was milked for all it's worth and remixed to hell that was originally released in 83, then as Blue Monday, 88, then again as Blue Monday, 95, and yet again as an Assenhaus mix in 2004. <laughs> that isn't even mentioning the covers of the version by the alt-metal band Orgy in 1988 or the Norwegian electronica f- band Flunk in 2002. But I'm getting off topic. Are you? Confused. Even, maybe. <laughs> See what I did there? I I was trying to ignore it, but yeah, I saw so, what you did there. So Confusion came out on its own and peaked at number five on the U.S. dance chart in 1983, and that was all well and good, but where it really got hugely popular was when the pump panel reconstruction mix was included in the 1998 Wesley Snipes movie Blade. The scene, for those who haven't seen it or don't remember, it features vampires raving as blood pours down on them in a slaughterhouse while the tune goes on in the background. It worked out rather well. This club trance hit song constantly pumps and thumps its way into your brain. It motivates you to get off your ass and do something. Hopefully that something isn't showering in blood, but hey, to each their own. So, hey, if you want to do that, great. Just, if that's your intent, I don't want to hear about it. So, that's what I have to say about that. Let's take a quick listen and get confused, and then Chad can talk. (laughs) 
and the way they are delivered do not say work out to me. Of course, like all things music, each to their own. If you can work out to this, I say go for it. Not my type of music, but it is what it is. So work out to it or burn it with fire. Your choice. So not a big fan of the song, as you can tell. Right. Is there a beat there? Sure. Can you work out to it? Probably. I couldn't because I couldn't get past the lyrics. There really are no lyrics. It says confusion a few times. I know, but there's always the, there's just something in the background that's always sounds like a voice that's trying to come through, and it just it just was really not just really not a fan. Just okay. really did not like this one. But anyway, shall we move on? Certainly. So up next, I have the monster with Eminem and Rihanna. The song was written by Eminem, Rihanna, John Bellion, and Bebe Rexha, uh, whatever the hell that is, with production handled by Frequency. The Monster marks the fourth collaboration between Eminem and Rihanna, following Love the Way You Lie, its sequel, Love the Way You Lie Part 2, and Numb. The Monster was released in October 2013 as the fourth single from the album. The lyrics describe Rihanna coming to grips with her inner demons while Eminem ponders the negative effects of his fame. Upon release, the song was met with positive reviews from music critics who compared the song to Love Love the Way You Lie. The Monster had successfully charted worldwide, topping the charts in 12 countries, including the United States. It also marks Eminem's first number one on the U.S. hot R&B hip-hop song chart. The song's accompanying music video was directed by the American filmmaker Rich Lee. The video depicts Rihanna as Eminem's therapist in a session. Let's look in on the monster. that rihanna being eminem's therapist i don't know that sounds like a porno (laughs) that's a porno i'd watch i'm not gonna argue that (laughs) it's got a nice steady beat to have as the backbeat in the song then it picks up and is easily a great workout song then rihanna starts singing and you could start slow and then eminem starts rapping and the rap is an easy way to get the beat going and keep it going especially if you're talking eminem's eminem's Yeah, I work out a lot, guys. <laughs> so we talk, we work out about M&M's. It's a workout of, like, one-ounce curls. <laughs> then you take a slow down when Rihanna starts singing, though not too much. Great workout song. I'm an M&M fan, even if I'm not a huge rap guy. Just good work and great song. This is a really good song. I like the mesh of the music and the rapping. I say good on you. You know, and rap and hip-hop, as much as I don't really care for it, is great for working out. I mean, that's it just, it works. The music, the flow, it just, it's all good. Both of these artists are incredibly talented. It's a good song. Good choice. All right. So what do you got next? So next one I have is Thunderdome by Messiah. Now, Thunderdome is a single that was put out by UK techno duo Messiah. It was included on their 1993 album, 21st Century Jesus. 
the techno piece starts off with a few quotes from the 1985 Mel Gibson yeah. 1985 Mel Gibson film Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and then goes into its techno-y goodness. Crowds, movie quotes, and a thumping beat works for me to get me moving and working out on weights or elliptical or whatever the case is. I was introduced to Messiah by a former friend, and if you like house or techno, you should give it a shot. If you're not into it, obviously it's not going to be a fan, which I can tell by your nodding your head. As a side note for those uninitiated, according to the web cartoon and, and life phenomenon Strong Bad email from Homestar Runner, the definition of a techno song is it has a beat, it has another part, a higher part added in, then there's a high-pitched sound kind of like a siren, and then they put the finger quote, obligatory old movie quote from some sci-fi movie. Fair enough. And that's the definition of techno. All right. The system is down. The system is down. The system is down. The system is down. So we'll take a listen now and see if Strong Bad was right. This would be a good workout song. It's got the beat, though a little bit more electronic music than guitars and drums. There are words, though I can't really find the lyrics anywhere. I don't think anything was lost without them, though. It's it's all movie quotes. Okay. Or like I mean, they did like Sea Heil from uh, some like some old World War II video thing, and then it was the words. The opening part was "Dying Time Is Here." That's all from Thunderdome. Okay. All right. So it's a decent piece of music, especially if you're working out and not really listening to anything but the beat. So I think it's a good workout song. I'm not going to run to go listen to it again, but it's a good workout song. All right. What do you got next? All right. So up next, I got the one that I think you might be uh, disagreeing with me on, and that's Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. For their first major label debut, Continued Silence, and later on their debut studio album, Night Visions, as the opening track. It was first sent to Modern Rock Radio in October 2012 and then released to Contemporary Radio in April 2013. Musically, Radioactive is an electronic rock and alternative rock song with elements of dubstep that contain cryptic lyrics of apocalyptic and revolutionary themes. The song received positive review from critics who praised the production, lyrics, and vocals, calling it a highlight on the album. Due to heavy rotation on various commercials and trailers, the song became a sleeper hit, peaking at number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart. It also broke the record for slowest ascension to the top five in chart history and currently holds the record for the most weeks spent on the Billboard Hot 100 at 87 weeks. Hmm. It has since been certified diamond in the USA, making it one of the best-selling singles of all time. Radioactive received two Grammy Award nominations for Record of the Year and Best Rock Performance, winning the latter. This was Imagine Dragons' first time being nominated. I now nominate that we take some time and listen to it. Starts off slow like a lot of good songs do. Then it kicks in, but not exactly like you would think. This works out song would be more for when you're lifting or doing weights of some type. This isn't high energy. It's more like piston-powered, non-stop moving forward engine. I really like it. I really, it's got that, it's slow and methodical, but it gives you a definite pace to work out at. 
So like if you're if you're benching or if mm. you're doing leg slide or something like that. Okay. So this is where I kind of got to that point where it's usually high energy, but not always. Okay. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, the song is too slow for me. It, it really is. I mean, it doesn't make me want to move at all, let alone move quickly, due to which it bored me. And when I'm bored, I don't want to work out. I want to sit around and eat pizza and watch a movie, which is the reason why I'm round. <laughs> And you said it was a sleeper hit, and I had to laugh because I'm like, it's a sleeper for sure. No, I, I would not put this on my playlist because I would become bored by it. Yeah. I would, it would only be there as something that I would listen to, like when I was actually like keeping time. Right. I can, I can understand that. So I'll give you a point. I'll give you a, a credit for that one. But this would not make my playlist because most of my working out is energy. Okay. And this, like I said, this one just bored me. Okay. Fair enough. What do you got next? All right. So next one we have is Hocus Pocus by Focus. This has guitar stuff, so I thought you might like it. So, Hocus Pocus is a single off of Dutch band Focus's 1971 album Focus 2, a.k.a. Moving Waves. The track is guitar-heavy instrumental that starts off slow but picks up speed and keeps it going the whole time. It's a little bit all over the place that includes the accordion, the organ, whistling, and rock flutes. Because, of course, in the 70s you had to have rock flute. Or you weren't good. The, the song even has yodeling, and I'm not making this up. The song has legit yodeling. It has a few different versions that are vastly different. The album version is nearly seven minutes long, while the single version that peaked at number nine on the Billboard Hot 100 is just over three. I guess they didn't figure that unless it had Edgar Winter's Frankenstein, people would want to listen to it for seven minutes. Which is a shame because this is a fun song to listen to and move to. Focus would perform the song live, and when they did, they even sped it up even more. Really? Absolutely. In fact, I've seen a video on YouTube, and they seem very high but they played it probably about one and a half times faster than the recorded one. Wow. When Hocus Pocus comes on, for some reason, it makes me want to push just a little bit harder and go just a little bit faster. Something I didn't know was apparently they made a non-album track, Hocus Pocus 2, a year later, that was a slightly faster version with some funk elements and rhythms added. Hmm. I'm intrigued to hear that. Let's go ahead and let's do some ear magic and put some Hocus Pocus in your face. Best, it's ear the best magic and face? Yeah, it's the best I can do. Your, your ears are on your head, and your if face is on your... your face. Well, if you're really fucking ugly, they are. <laughs> All right, so I did not know the song by the title. The music is driving guitars and drums. Seems almost a theme to this episode. Mm-hmm. Once they start singing, I was like, oh, yeah, I know that song. That said, I was never really a fan of the song, but I could see how it would easily sit on someone's workout mix. It's a complete stoner song with a good beat. You know, it's uh, nothing overly fantastic, but it doesn't suck either. All right. So So what do you got next? So my last one is Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. This was featured on their debut album, Appetite for Destruction. It was released as a single in November 1988. It is also the only song on the album to feature a synthesizer. God, I had that word in this in this episode so much and it's so hard to say synthesizer synthesizer yeah especially when you're drinking well that could be too <laughs> it is most known for its iconic lyrics take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty it is also frequently played at sports stadiums during games along with welcome to the jungle which is also from appetite the song peaked at number five on the billboard hot 100 guns and roses lead guitar slash states that the song was written in the back of a rental van 
as they were on their way back from playing a gig in San Francisco with the band Rockin' Riders. He says that the band was on the was in the back of the van, drinking and playing acoustic guitars, when he came up with the intro. Duff McKagan and Izzy Stradlin started playing along. Slash started humming a melody when Axl Rose sang, Take Me Down to the Paradise City. Slash chimed in with, Where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Rose sang the, the first line again, where Slash shouted out, Where the girls are fat and they got big titties. <laughs> Rose finished with, Take Me Home. Slash preferred the second line, but the rest of the band felt differently. He was outvoted, and they used the first line. The band then expanded upon the rest of the lyrics and rounds. Finally, Slash wrapped up by coming up with a heavy riff that drives the song. During a 1988 interview, Rose told Hit Parader magazine that the verse, the verses are more about being in the jungle. The chorus is like being back in the Midwest or somewhere. The song was often used as the band's show-closing song during the Appetite for Destruction tour, Use Your Illusion tour, and Chinese Democracy tour. Let's head on over to Paradise City. So, high energy, kick you in the face power. The song is that for is is that four mile run that you're always planning on doing. It gives you a minute and twenty seconds, and then the whistle blows and you're off. Not that it's slow before that, but it picks up even more after the whistle. Now, it's some of the hardest, fastest tempo on the episode, and you need to try and keep up. I dare ya. I'll pass. <laughs> So what are your thoughts about the song, about working out to the song? You know, and I know this guitar song, I know guitar songs pump you up, and this is a good one to include with it. Uh, you're right, it does kind of, it's like got a lot of, um, like Southern Rock does it too, where they got kind of the coda mm-hmm. beginning part, and then it like has a break, and then it like kicks into high gear, kind of like Freebird. Right. Does the same thing with this one here. It's got a great beat per minute, and this is a good one that if it repeats, you don't need to skip it. Right. You know, I mean, obviously, you being a Guns fan, you wouldn't skip it anyways, but this is probably of Appetite, which is a pretty solid album to begin with. Mm-hmm. Probably, I would say, one of their top three off the album. Yeah, as far as mainstream go, yeah. Well, yeah, and speaking of mainstream, I have a feeling if Slash's lyrics would have stayed on, it would not have received the radio play that it did. Oh, absolutely not. No, not at all. But it, it is been, funny. It is comical. We all know that just means that Slash is apparently a chubby chaser. Could be. Or maybe he just likes big titties. And fat girls. Wow. Well, but then again, what did Freddie Mercury say? Fat bottom girls make the rockin' world go round. Exactly right. So get on your bike and ride! Exactly. I cannot fucking wait for that movie. Oh, I know. And it's coming. It is. It's, it's coming. It's short, shortly coming out. No, a great song. Ex- I mean, that's all I really got to say. All right, so take us home. Wrap my, us last, my last one's um, another heavy one. This one actually might even be a little heavier than Guns. And that's Super Beast by Rob Zombie. Now, Super Beast is a single off of Rob Zombie's solo debut, and if I may say, awesome album, 1998's Hellbilly Deluxe. The song is really little more than horrifying thoughts of darkness and evil type stuff, much like most of his songs are. And Chad, you may like this, that some of the lyrics were actually inspired by Poe. In the first verse, Zombie states, move the jaw, cry aloud, bound up the dead triumphantly. And in Poe's works, the premature burial... Poe writes, the movement of the jaws in the effort to cry aloud 
showed me that they were bound up as usual with the dead. I'm not sure if you made that connection before or not. I didn't, but, uh, but yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But I figured, you know, the, the, the Poe thing I know you'd like. Yep, yep. The accompanying video is pulpy and features girls on motorcycles, ninjas, robots, and seizure-inducing flashing lights, as well as Rob Zombie and the boys performing. How can you go wrong with motorcycles, girls on motorcycles, ninjas, and robots, robots and exactly. zombies? The song is hard, it's fast, it's meant to be played loud and proud, it's perfect for me to work out to. That's all i got to say about that one. Let's go ahead and take a quick listen to the Super Beast and see what Chad has to say. Chad has to say words. <laughs> yes, he does. So, we all know that Rob Zombie gives us a steroid-infused dose of rock and roll. And this song is nothing short of that. The driving guitars and drums make this an easy pick for any workout episode. The mixture of music and those signature vocal stylings, that, that growl he has in his voice, this song made me want to get up and work out. I, I didn't, but it made oh, me want to. Thank God. <laughs> you know, I mean, God, I was writing, I was writing all that perfect... Stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great song. I, you know, it's definitely one of the best picks for this type of a workout. You know, you're you're not going to slow down listening to this. By no, any means. no. This, this is one where you don't slow down until the song is over, which I think, fortunately, it's only like maybe two and a half, three minutes long. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty short one, but it's definitely a loud song. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, visit back to the beer. All right. Are you thinking about changing your... Absolutely not. Oh, my God. It gets better. I don't know if it gets better, but it's still a very good beer. I like this one. I think it gets better, honestly. But, hey, that's just me. All right, trivia? Sure. See if you can get this. Now, you went the easy way. so Or you went the hard way. So, in 1987, the Beastie Boys had the first rap album to hit number one. What was the name of the album? Was it Licensed to Ill? It was Licensed to Ill. That's, I actually even, I even wrote it down because I was pretty sure. And if I remember, isn't that the one that has, like, the butt end of a jet? I think so, yeah. Okay. But uh, these were the options I had I had written out to give you, and it was Hello Nasty, uh, To the Five Burrows, uh, License to Ill, and Paul's Boutique. You know that you could have easily made up three random albums, and I would have not fucking known. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I know that is because the music from the Beasties that I personally have was from that one album. All right, so after 10 episodes, you are at 6 and 4. Wow, hey, ooh. Look at you. 60%. 60 per, yeah. I'm okay I, with that. I'd take it. I think I ended up at 50%, didn't I? Uh, yeah, after, either 50 or just one over. I guess. Yeah, it was the, it was a lot of episodes, though. you got a ways to go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. With that, thank you guys for listening. Let us know if you like this episode or any of our other episodes. There's a few ways you can do that. First, you can drop us an email at eclecticmediaproject at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Musically Challenged Podcast or at POI Network. And, of course, there's our third and final way, which is Twitter. If you want to go ahead and send us some love, send us some hate. Exactly. Um, that's pretty close, but not quite. Um, send us the love or hate. If you want to send us a playlist, 10 different songs, 10 different artists, make sure to have the music just in case. We are at MC Podcast 17 and I just realized last episode we didn't actually say what the Twitter address was. Well, that's okay because it'll be in the uh, 
description. description. Yep. So yes, we are at MC Podcast 17. Again, love, hate, whatever you want to do, we are here for you. All right. And with that, thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.